The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker, rocker, rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the top, uh, the top right, uh, left, uh, the top left is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you miss that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there, and look for the rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and you can uh, join us in the chat over on Rumble. Some friends over there this morning, good morning to see you all, you guys. And while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. And thanks to those guys for giving us a platform for the morning and the afternoon show. Uh, back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com again. If you would, sign up for our email newsletter. It goes out once a day, late or early afternoon, late... What is it? Late afternoon, early evening. Evening. <laughs> Um, sometimes I just get tongue-tied doing all this. But uh, in any case, uh, that's when it goes out. Please sign up for that. That includes the morning show archive, and uh, I know you'll be glad you did. Uh, in any case, look, let me let me just address something. Uh, I had There was a lot of great comments in, in the chat yesterday as far as down below in the comment section and where people were doing what our friend Gloria was doing. I'm not advocating anybody do anything. I found it amazing. Um, you know, I got people questioned, why would you have that on this, that, and the other? And some people saying it was ungodly and an abomination and all this. And I just go, okay, where did God say that? Where did he say it was that? And they're saying, well, where does the Bible say that we're to do that? I didn't say that it did, but I'll tell you this. Here's what I looked at. I looked at the fruit of what went on. A woman confessed her sin, that she took the shots. She cried out to God for relief from that. She found a remedy in what the Lord had made, the body. 
by the way, I did a lot of looking up um, uh, uh, of some of this. It's fascinating that unlike feces, your urine is sterile in your body. I did not know that. This is why even in survival and stuff like that, I, I spoke with my pastor yesterday who's a Marine, who was a Marine, not in Special Forces, just a regular Marine. And he was taught that they could do that for survival, but they could only do it one cycle because whatever minerals, vitamins, and all was was contained in there was be, would be used at one time. Then you have to rehydrate before you could do it again. So, I, you know, and then I looked to... Was she healed? And I want to ask a question. And you guys remember the guy who was blind and Jesus made him well, made him, made him be able to see, and the people looked around and it says, who's been able to heal the blind like this in all of history? That's what they're asking. So, you know, and I go, well, who heals? Does the devil heal? Is, is that what he brings? Or does he bring death? Just a question. I'm just linking the, the, the dots here. And then to give voice to glorify God. I give a platform to shut down the illegal mandates and things. So I, I just kind of wanted to tell you what my thought process, because I didn't give you a lot of my thought processes of why. So anyway, I, 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 think there was, I think there was some information there, and I think some people actually need to go back and do their study because we were taught something completely different. Uh, I know when I was in health class in junior high, we were taught something completely different. In any case, not here to talk about that today. 9-11 came and went. You know, we had Jim White on from Northwest Liberty News. We were talking about the corruption out there in Montana, you know, seemingly going right up to the Supreme Court uh, from the documentation that Jim had. And that was grabbing people's land, millions of dollars worth of people's land. And I'm telling you, that's Montana. I'm thinking, don't you guys, aren't y'all cowboys? Don't y'all get together and stand with each other and say, no, you're not taking this land. You're not going to take the guy's land he's already paid for. And his equipment and stuff like that. It's just crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did say regular Marine uh, trauma nurse. I, you, you know what I mean. He's, he wasn't special forces. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry about that. <laughs> My pastor would get that. Um so we saw all those kinds of things going. That's a, that's, that's a form of tyranny. That's where men get in government, they get in positions of authority, and then they exercise or they lord it over the people for their own gain. By the way, isn't that exactly what God told Israel would happen because they wanted a man-king like the rest of the Gentile nations? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'll tell you what, there are many Americans today who have a particular candidate in mind right now that they would love to see just be king for the rest of his life. They would. At least that's how they act. They would love to put him back in office. The guy who released um, the Depop shot on everybody. They, they would love to see him just remain in there forever. Friends, that's, that is the definition of idolatry. And God warned Israel about it. If this is what you want, here's what you're going to get. And when he lists all the stuff out, it's nothing but tyranny. He's going to tax you. Yep, that's a part of tyranny. If you, if you ask me for government to come in and directly tax the people, it's a threat to your liberty, your life, your pursuit of happiness. 
It's a threat to all of it. He said he's going to come in, he's going to take your sons and your daughters. He's going to take your wealth, your vineyards, all these kinds of things for himself. And what did, what did they do? They did exactly that. They took it for themselves. And yet today, people still want that kind of thing. They don't want to be under the lordship of Christ and King Jesus. They, they want a man to rule over them. We have to have a man or we're going to fall apart. My goodness. I don't know when... I guess men just never learned that. They, they never learned that, you know? And it doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, so 9-11 came and went. Same old story that we're getting with the narrative, despite, despite the video footage we have, the many testimonials, many of these people have already passed off the scene. Same stuff. Same stuff. And... It's interesting to me that some things that should be talked about are never talked about, at least not by the Mockingbird media. Now, you'll see some clips in here where the Mockingbird media, it may, it may have popped up, but this isn't any kind of central thing. It's kind of like, do you guys remember the guy from Australia uh, a few years back at Mandalay Bay in 2017, you know, during that? shooting that took place there. There was a guy from Australia. The police had him. He seemed to be tied with what was going on. Didn't really even do any serious questioning. Sent him on his merry way. And there is so much about 9-11 that tells us why we are here today. And uh, Bradley did a show the other day where he quoted James Madison. You know, he says, if tyranny is going to come to this country, it's going to come in the guise of a foreign enemy. What were we given by G.W. Skull and Bones Bush? If you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. As though he wasn't in on it. He wasn't part of the terrorism himself. Come to find out some years later, several of the people they said were hijackers were found alive and well in Saudi Arabia. It's It's amazing. No engine parts and stuff like that, uh, but we got that pristine Thor's hammer kind of stuff passport that came out unsinged out of the fire of one of the quote-unquote hijackers. Now, do I know everything that went on? No, but I know there's enough questions to know that what they're telling us is not true. It's not completely true. And so what I want to do is I'm going to play a couple of things here today. Many of you in this audience will be well aware of these things, and but there's always people who are coming in who are starting to, you know, the, the phrase is wake up. I, I don't know if I want to use that term, but they're starting to question things. They're starting to say, okay, wait a minute, something isn't right here. And there's always those people coming in. And so we want to encourage those people because, you know, we got to, you know, when Jesus talked to Peter and he says, do you love me? You feed my sheep. And then he says, you feed my lambs. And the, the uh, Apostle John in 1 John said he called little children and those who are young, and young men and those who are fathers. So there's all kinds of growth within the body. And even outside the body, uh, in the world, 
there are different people who aren't believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who are questioning things as well. And so you have to kind of sometimes go back and do some other things, some things that people will say, well, I already know this. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Maybe you'll get something new out of it. I don't know. But uh, this is why I wanted to do this. And I wish I could have done it money, but we had some things already scheduled. So I want to play a few videos. Now, I've got tons of stuff, and many of these some of you have, have seen or heard. And this one is one you're going to be able to hear really well, you guys on the radio. So it's not like you know, you're really missing anything except the visual aspect. Um, and this was a recent report done by James Corbett, and it was on the dancing Israelis. Oh, Tim, you're trying to pin it on the Jews. Nope. I said Israelis. Israelis. And here's the thing. This got just a little bit of air coverage, but there's all kinds of information out there, including a recording, If we'll probably play this too, from the New York Police Department who had pulled their moving van over that had an image of the Twin Towers with a plane flying through it, or flying into it, on the side of the moving van. And um, so let's just kick it off with James Corbett. Here it is. Some evil is just... It can't be explained. Are, the, are these people happy? Are they, are they joyous no. now? Are they celebrating? Oh, absolutely. Thank They're celebrating. God. There's one report. I, this has not been confirmed, but there's several reports that there was a, a, a cell, one of these cells, across the Hudson River. And they got on the... This is the report. I emphasize, I don't know this for a fact, but there's several witnesses who say this happened. They got on the roof of the building to look across. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They were waiting for it to happen. And when it happened, they celebrated. They... They jump for joy. In the days after 9-11, while Ground Zero continued to smolder, millions heard Dan Rather and various media outlets repeat vague and unconfirmed reports of arrests that took place that day. These rumors held that Middle Eastern men, presumably Arabs, were arrested in explosive-packed vans in various places around the city on September 11th, and that some had even been photographing and celebrating those events. What most do not realize is that those reports were not mere rumors, and we now have thousands of pages of FBI, CIA, and DOJ reports documenting those arrests. My binoculars, and I could see the towers from my window, and this is where I, you know, I'm looking, and all of a sudden, down there, I see this van park, and I see three guys on top of the van, and I could see that they were like happy. You know, they, 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 were, they didn't look shocked to me. You know, they didn't look shocked. The men were spotted shortly after 8.46 a.m., yet somehow at this early stage, just minutes after the first plane strike on the World Trade Center, they were already positioned in a parking lot in Liberty State Park, taking pictures of the towers and celebrating. They left the scene shortly after being spotted, and at 3.31 p.m., the FBI issued an all-points bulletin advising officers in the greater New York area to be on the lookout for a white 2000 Chevrolet van with urban moving system sign on back. At 3.56 p.m., the van was spotted traveling eastward on State Route 3 in New Jersey and pulled over by Officer Scott DiCarlo and Sergeant Dennis Rivelli of the East Rutherford Police Department. Inside, they found five men, Sivan Kurzberg and his brother Paul, Yaron Schmel, Oded Elner, and Omar Marmari. 
a major terrorist manhunt began. And just six hours after the attack, the van was stopped at a roadblock by patrolman Scott DiCarlo. We were asked to detain the van and the passengers. They were just removed from the vehicle, patted down for safety precaution, and, uh, you know, detained. 911 call at 410 Park. I think once the uh, FBI arrived, one of them stated that they were on our side. So there's something to that effect. According to the police report of the incident, Sivan Kurzberg told Officer DiCarlo, We are Israeli. We are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. Their official story, they were just Israeli tourists working for a moving company who had heard about the first World Trade Center strike and rushed to get a better view of the events. They told interrogators they were working for Urban Moving, a shipping and storage firm run by an Israeli businessman who often employed Israeli students without work permits. The men say there was an innocent explanation for what was found in the van and their behavior on 9-11. They were, they say, simply on a working holiday. We heard in the news that one of the plane was uh, crashing down the building and we thought it was an accident at the beginning. So we went up to the roof of Urban Moving and we saw the building burning. There is a better view from a building in Jersey that is up a hill, a straight line to the World Trade Center. We decided to go up there. It's like two, three minutes from the office. Stand over there and take some pictures. Everyone wants a picture like this in his camera. Although this narrative is still trotted out when the story of the dancing Israelis is raised in the media, it is an easily demonstrable lie. FBI reports confirm that the men were not taking somber pictures of a horrific event. When their 76 pictures were developed, they revealed the men had indeed been celebrating, smiling, hugging each other, and high-fiving. One of the pictures even featured Sivan Kurzberg holding a lighter up with the burning tower in the background. And these were no ordinary tourists. Oded Elner had $4,700 stuffed into his sock. They lied to the police about where they had been that morning. They were carrying plane tickets for immediate departure to different places around the globe. The FBI confirmed that two of the men had ties to Israeli intelligence and came to suspect that they had indeed been on a mission for the Mossad. And of course, after returning to Israel, Elner claimed on national Israeli TV that they had been sent there to document the event. And at that point, we were taken for another round of questioning, this time related to our allegedly being members of Mossad. The fact of the matter is, we are coming from a country that experiences terror daily. Our purpose was to document the event. Their purpose was to document the event? But how could they possibly have known what event they were documenting at that point, before the second plane strike, when those few who even knew about the situation had assumed it to be an accident or pilot error? And when did they arrive at the parking lot to document the event anyway? The FBI reports show how the men gave confused and often conflicting accounts of when and how they learned about what was happening and when they arrived at the parking lot. Oded Elner even said they had arrived there shortly after 8 a.m., which would have been 45 minutes before the attacks even began. This is in line with one of the eyewitnesses that had placed their urban moving systems van at the parking lot at 8 a.m. How could they have been in place and ready to document the event 
unless they knew what was about to happen. Any way you cut it, this story is unbelievable. Men with documented connections to Israeli intelligence and working in the United States without appropriate permits were detained after having been caught celebrating the attack on the World Trade Center at a time when no one knew that the WTC strike was an attack. So surely these men are locked behind bars to this day, right? Surely they were transferred to Guantanamo and held without trial for 15 years as part of the war on terror, weren't they? No. They were immediately transferred to federal custody, held for 71 days, and then deported back to Israel. The owner of the Urban Moving Systems Company that had employed them, Dominic Souter, was investigated by the FBI too. They concluded that Urban Moving may have been providing cover for an Israeli intelligence operation, and even seized records and computer systems from the company's offices. When they went back to question him again on September 14th, he had fled back to Israel. And what about the dancing Israelis' pictures themselves? The Justice Department destroyed their copies on January 27, 2014. And these intelligence agents on an intelligence mission who were there to document the event of 9-11 before anyone knew 9-11 was taking place? Don't worry, they were just spying on Arab terrorists. And while the FBI or certain sources might believe that in fact they were Israeli intelligence, they don't believe that the U.S. was a target, that they were actually investigating Muslim groups? They believe if this was an intelligence operation by Israel, that it was focused on the Islamic groups uh, and charities that raise money for groups that are considered by uh, U.S. law enforcement and others terrorist groups. And you'll note that after September 11th, the U.S. moved on many of these groups with indictments, arrests, raids on their headquarters, something that hadn't happened prior to this. These are groups that Israel believes have been funding Hamas and other terrorist organizations? Groups that are responsible for most of the suicide bombings there. But this story is not merely preposterous on its face. Even the implications of this story are themselves preposterous. If indeed the official story is a ridiculous lie, then are we to believe that these crack Israeli Mossad operatives, who were presumably aware of the attack that was about to take place, had been sent to photograph the burning tower from a parking lot across the Hudson River? And that these specially trained intelligence professionals on their super-secret mission were celebrating, high-fiving, and going out of their way to be noticed in performance of their task? This is equally preposterous. The only other possible conclusion is that these men were serving merely as a distraction, that they were not there to photograph for Israeli intelligence one of the most heavily photographed scenes in the world on that morning, but instead to be noticed and arrested as a way to divert attention from a much bigger and more sinister story. So if they were meant to distract from a bigger story, what story could that possibly be? It has been more than 16 years since a civilian working for the Navy was charged with passing secrets to Israel. Jonathan Pollard pled guilty to conspiracy to commit espionage and is serving a life sentence. At first, Israeli leaders claimed Pollard was part of a rogue operation, but later took responsibility for his work. Now Fox News has learned some U.S. investigators believe that there are Israelis again very much engaged in spying in and on the U.S., who may have known things they didn't tell us before September 11th. Fox News correspondent Carl Cameron has details in the first of a four-part series. 
Since September 11th, more than 60 Israelis have been arrested or detained, either under the new Patriot anti-terrorism law or for immigration violations. A handful of active Israeli military were among those detained, according to investigators, who say some of the detainees also failed polygraph questions when asked about alleged surveillance activities against and in the United States. There is no indication that the Israelis were involved in the 9-11 attacks, but investigators suspect oh, no that the Israelis may have gathered intelligence about the attacks in advance and not shared it. A highly placed investigator said there are, quote, tie-ins, but when asked for details, he flatly refused to describe them, saying, quote, evidence linking these Israelis to 911 is classified. I cannot tell you about evidence that has been gathered. It's classified information. Asked this week about another sprawling investigation and the detention of 60 Israelis since September 11th, the Bush administration treated the questions like hot potatoes. I would just refer you to the Department of Justice with it. I'm not familiar with the report. I'm aware that uh, some Israeli citizens have been detained. With respect to why they are being detained and the other aspects of, of your question, whether it's because they are in intelligence services or what they were doing, I will uh, defer to the Department of Justice and the FBI to answer that. Beyond the 60 apprehended or detained and many deported since September 11th, another group of 140 Israeli individuals have been arrested and detained in this year in what government documents describe as, quote, an organized intelligence gathering operation designed to, quote, penetrate government facilities. Most of those individuals said they had served in the Israeli military, which is compulsory there, but they also had, most of them, intelligence expertise and either worked for Amdocs or other companies in Israel that specialize in wiretapping. Earlier this week, the Israeli embassy here in Washington denied any spying against or in the United States. Carl, what about this question of advanced knowledge of what was going to happen on 9-11? How clear are investigators that some Israeli agents may have known something? Well, it's very explosive information, obviously, and there's a great deal of evidence that they say they have collected, none of it necessarily conclusive. It's more when they put it all together. A bigger question, they say, is how could they not have known? Almost a direct quote, Brett. The most phenomenal part of this report is not that it was eventually erased from the web by Fox News itself, but that it ever made it to the air at all. In December of 2001, Fox News investigative reporter Carl Cameron filed an explosive four-part series that went in-depth into an Israeli art student spying ring that had been under investigation before 9-11, extensive Israeli wiretapping of sensitive U.S. government communications, and the 60 Israeli spies that were detained in the wake of the September 11th attacks. Unsurprisingly, the story was quickly dropped, and no mainstream journalists dared to continue probing into the matter. This is the real story of Israeli spies and 9-11. Not some vague rumors about some dancing Israelis, but an FBI dragnet that swept up the largest foreign spying ring ever caught red-handed on American soil. And although the FBI were convinced that these spies knew about 9-11 in advance, their investigations were stifled and the issue was swept under the rug. Rather than making Israel enemy number one in the war on terror, Israel remains to this day the U.S.'s most important ally. And if I'm fortunate enough to be elected president, the United States will reaffirm we have a strong and enduring national interest in Israel's security. In 2001, weeks after the attacks on New York City and on Washington, and frankly, the attacks on all of us, attacks that perpetrated 
and they were perpetrated by the Islamic fundamentalists. Mayor Rudy Giuliani visited Israel to show solidarity with terror victims. I sent my plane because I backed the mission for Israel 100%. But perhaps this is understandable. After all, we all remember how Yasser Arafat gloated about 9-11 and said it was good for Palestinians, right? Oh wait, that wasn't Yasser Arafat. It was Benjamin Netanyahu. The Israeli newspaper Ma'ariv has reported Israel's former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has publicly said the September 11th attacks have been good for Israel. Netanyahu said, quote, we're benefiting from one thing, and that is the attack on the Twin Towers and Pentagon and the American struggle in Iraq. My name is Donald Trump, and I'm a big fan of Israel. And frankly, a strong prime minister is a strong Israel. And you truly have a great prime minister. In Benjamin Netanyahu, there's nobody like him. He's a winner. He's highly respected. He's highly thought of by all. And people really do have great, great respect for what's happened in Israel. So vote for Benjamin. Terrific guy. Terrific leader. Great for Israel. Given that the ultimate consequence of 9-11 was the beginning of a now 15-year-long struggle to transform the Middle East, a struggle that the neocons that went on to populate the Bush administration had been openly advocating since the clean-break policy paper in the mid-1990s, it isn't hard to see how the September 11th attacks were indeed a boon for Israel. But information linking Israeli spies to advanced knowledge of 9-11 remains classified information. In a world of true justice, the dancing Israelis and other Israeli spies with insider advanced knowledge of the 9-11 attacks, who openly celebrated those attacks, would be the targets of the war on terror, not its beneficiaries. Some evil is just, it can't be explained. Are, the, are these people happy? Are they, are they joyous no. now? Are they celebrating? Oh, absolutely. Thank They're celebrating. God. There's one report. I, this has not been confirmed, but there's... Okay, so you get the you get the idea. Now, yeah, some of you had not heard about the dancing Israelis. We've got uh, we've had several reports on it. I put up the, some many of the documents that we're scrolling through there. Put them up. They actually have some of them have photographs of these guys on top with their faces blacked out. Now, I got to tell you, this whole classified stuff, this whole secretive kind of junk that goes on in government. Where is that supposed to be taking place in in in, in a free society? See, because if you're going to bring justice, you have to be clear about who's being accused and who's not. You have to know what's going on there. Why is it classified not to know the faces of these men who were celebrating and arrested and then and then let go? Why is that important? Well, it's important because if we don't know who it is, and it's not, and the and the the Mockingbird media isn't going to really sit here and tell you everything about it. No, no, no. They got an official story. They're going to care. In fact, it was only up until recently all the people praising Tucker Carlson. You need to go look at that guy's history. Now, if he's had a real come to Jesus moment, I'm I'm eager to hear that. But I don't think he has. This guy's all tied in with CIA, and he came out, and, and years ago, I played you the video 
I don't know, at least on one show, where he told the guys if they didn't believe the official narrative of 9-11, that they were a bunch of morons. That's what he said. That's what he said. It's interesting because I had this. Let me play just a little bit of this. This is the, um, if it'll play here. Let me see if it'll start up. We'll see. It's YouTube. YouTube has is just becoming more and more just plain weird in the fact that you can't get it to, to play on websites. So now I'm having to redo it. Okay, let me skip that. I'm going to put it in the archive, okay, because I want, I want to kind of move on um, unless it'll open up here and I can just open it up in YouTube. If I can do that, that's great. Um, we'll see. Nope, it just wants to spin. Okay, so here it is. This is a, this is a, um, this happened on 9-11, and these are a few of the New York Police Department radio transmissions uh, dealing with the particular van these gentlemen were in, okay, from Israel. And uh, again, some people have heard this, some people have not. But I think it's important you see, this isn't just some kind of crackpot thing. There's evidence of what was going on. Take a listen to this. Hey, the mobile command vehicle. Glad to have you that. All right, listen, you got to help me out. I have a report of a gas leak in Stuyvesant High School across the street from the Trade Center. If there's any unit that can go over there and check it out, that would be good. If not, I'll send another unit. All right, stand by. I'll see if I can get somebody for you. All right, thanks, sir. Is there any unit in uh, relocating to Lower Manhattan, the first battalion that's on the air right now? Ottawa 35 acting Ottawa 5, okay? Negative. Uh, other unit, uh, unit, unit acting engine 6. Acting engine 6. What unit acting 6? Three two one. Three two one acting 6. Go over to Stuyvesant High School and check out a gas leak. Well, what's its location? So opposite the World Trade Center. Please go through the East Coast 
from uh, Command Post. Go. Roger, be advised that expect to check our elder response to Church and VZ in New York City Command Post. Okay, so did everybody hear that? The, the officer just ran up and he said, here's the moving van. It's New York City. It's a plane diving into it and exploding. That's what. Now, what you're seeing, you guys, on the, on the video, that is a rendition. That's not the actual van. That, at least that's my understanding of things because I looked to see about that. That's a rendition of what it would have looked like, or at least from what the description is. That none of these guys took pictures of it. You would think these guys are seeing what's going on around them and then... Uh, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. King Street. I right, said, I'll send the issue in the bomb squad there for West
I think that's about all of that. And this is just the recordings from the New York Police Department on 9-11 with regards to what's going on and coming upon this van that was also tied with these Israelis. And again, many of you have heard this. Some of you have not. I've got tons of stuff that I can play here, uh, but I, I do want to get to... The, the solution here, the, the smoking gun in all of this as to whether or not we were told the truth or not has always been, in my opinion, Building 7. That has always been the smoking gun to tell us that everything else that we saw that day is not what they told us it was. Everything. And this was a brief report that Greg Reese did, and then we're going to go to why it's happening, or why it happened, and how we've been living through that for almost two and a half decades decades now. Listen to this. It would take hours to go over all the evidence which proves that the attack on September 11th, 2001 was an inside job. And I suggest you look into it if you haven't already. But to simplify the situation, all you need to do is look at Building 7. What some people still don't realize is that there were three buildings that fell into their own footprint that day. Three buildings that fell at free fall speed, indistinguishable from controlled demolitions, because that's exactly what they were. As the towers came crashing down, we can see the signatures of a controlled demolition. The official story is that Building 7, known as Seven World Trade Center, caught fire as a result of debris from the Twin Towers which somehow caused a critical internal column to break, causing a cascading failure and collapse. And if this nonsensical official narrative were true, it would make it the first and only steel skyscraper in the world to collapse from fires. The building's owner, Larry Silverstein, took control of the Twin Towers just weeks before 9-11 and had them insured to cover terrorist attacks. After Building 7 collapsed, Silverstein told the media that the decision was made to pull it, suggesting that the building was collapsed on purpose. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. 
Marcus this Marcinto's is pulling. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. This implies that they somehow rigged the explosives that afternoon while the building was still burning, which is ridiculous. And so the media dismissed his comments and changed their story. There were several witnesses who reported hearing and feeling the type of explosions one would expect from a controlled demolition. You heard explosions, like ba-boom. It's like a distinct sound. Big explosion, blew us back into the eighth floor. Somebody grabbed my shoulder and I started running and the shit's hitting the ground behind me. And uh, the whole time you're hearing thum, 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 thum. So, I, I think I know an explosion when I hear it. Do you know if it was an explosion or if it was a building collapse? To me it sounded like, it, it, to me it sounded like an explosion. The explosions were captured on video. You wanna call, you, you wanna call your mother or something? In fact, you were just uh, told by police that you should move out of your um, apartment, Tatiana. You've got Carolina here. And they, they advised us to leave because you had, oh my God. First responders were told that the building was going to be blown up. Keep your eye on that building. It'll be coming down. The building is about to blow up. Move it back. We are walking back. The building is about to blow up. Uh, and you were, you guys knew this was coming all day. We had been had, we had heard reports that the building was unstable, and that it eventually would either come down on its own, or it would be taken down. The BBC reported live on air that the building already collapsed before it did. Television viewers could see it in the background, still standing. Ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. Apparently that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened. And the investigation never even investigated for explosives. The Republican White House then signed into law the Patriot Act which allowed the next Democrat White House to target U.S. civilians as if they were domestic terrorists. And they amended the Defense Authorization Act, which allowed the next Republican White House to experiment on the American people with deadly gene therapy and nanotech vaccines. The same people who did 9-11 are pulling off the climate hoax and the deadly COVID shots. They run both parties of our government. Many have forgotten, and it's time to wake up before they kill us all. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, so, I mean, did you see how he set that up? It's what we've been saying here all along. You get a Republican in, he tees things up because he looks like the good guy, and he sells you the stuff. The Patriot Act. See, you're not patriotic if you're, you're either with the terror, you're with them or with the terrorist, only he... George W. Bush and, and company were the terrorists. They set up something called the Patriot Act so that what? The bad guys who come in next can do what? Use it against you. And then they set up something so the good guys can come in and tee up something else for them to do, which they're doing now. Do you see how it's played? Are you tired of playing that little two-party charade that's been going on for 170 years in this country? Where has it gotten you? It's gotten you here. It's gotten us here. I'm here too with you. 
It's gotten us here. That does nothing, no good. But the people don't know their duties. and They don't know their responsibilities. And finally, people are beginning to get it. They're starting to, they're starting to grasp, hey, wait a minute, we've been doing this all wrong. And they're looking to come together and they're looking to be the people they're supposed to be to bring justice against the evildoers. And I believe it's coming. I do. You can call me crazy. You can say, well, you know, the Bible says it's going to be this, this. You can tell me that all you want to. The Bible also says that we're to be those who occupy until Christ comes. And that means teaching all things he commanded, including his commands, statutes, and judgments. And if you don't bring them, the bad guys are going to continue to do what they do. If we don't bring them, the bad guys are going to do what they're going to do. They just are. That's the way the world works. Let me read you this little part here from John Whitehead. And I want to make a few references to Scripture. I didn't get time to pull them up this morning. But I want to make a few references to a few of them. Pastor Scripture. This was from John Whitehead yesterday. Uh, I think he put it out. Yeah, yesterday. And um, it's called Death by a Thousand Cuts. You can read it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. The many ways our rights have been usurped since 9-11. Listen to a couple of things that, and I'm just going to read a few, and then you can read the rest for yourself. He said, in the 22 years since the U.S. Patriot Act, which came, I mean, this thing was massive. It was already ready to go. It was a 342-page wish list of expanded powers for the FBI and CIA. Both of them are unconstitutional. They're not listing our Constitution. They're not law enforcers. They are imposters. Again, law enforcers in the Constitution is the militia. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. And the guy who's supposed to make sure that those laws get enforced by the militia is none other than the president. That's what he's supposed to do. It was rammed through Congress in the wake of the so-called 9-11 terror attacks. It has snowballed into the eradication of every vital safeguard against government overreach, corruption, and abuse. Amen. In fact, you know, when I was coming through Texas, and I don't know if anybody else had this experience, but Texas TSA is about the most laxed checkpoint I've ever been through in my life. And I walk up to the to the counter there for the guy to check your ID and all this, and I got my, you know, cowards didn't do the, I forget the quote right now, didn't establish this republic and cowards won't preserve it, right? And so the guy wanted to read it. He goes, oh yeah, right on. And I said, you agree with that? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, why are you working this tyrannical job, violating the Fourth, Fourth Amendment rights of people. Why are you doing that? And he just kind of looked at me like, what? And I said, yeah, you're not supposed to be doing any of this stuff here. It's, it's interesting, the disconnect that some people have, but, you know, he gave me a thumbs up for the shirt. Whitehead goes on, the Patriot Act drove a stake through the heart of the Bill of Rights, violating at least six of the ten original amendments, the First, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, and Eighth Amendments, and possibly the Thirteenth and Fourteenth Amendments as well. The Patriot Act also redefined terrorism so broadly, which, again, terrorism is defined as a government doing this stuff. It's not just some individual. Now, some individual may have a political agenda, and I guess you could consider that to be terrorism. No question about that. It redefined terrorism so broadly that many non-terrorist political activities, such as protest marches, hmm, January 6th, demonstrations, and civil disobedience are now considered potential terrorist acts. 
thereby rendering anyone desiring to engage in protected First Amendment expressive activities as suspects of the surveillance state. The Patriot Act justified broader domestic surveillance, the logic being that if government agents knew more about each American, they could distinguish the terrorists from law-abiding citizens, no doubt a reflexive impulse, impulse shared by small-town police and federal agents alike. Now, here's what I want to throw at you. Who put that in place? Was that the Democrats? Was that those bad guys, those evil, you know, baby killing? And, and they are. They're evil, and they support baby killing, uh, sodomy, and the whole nine yards. Was it those guys that did this? No, no, no. This was a Republican White House. This was a Republican House. This was a Republican Senate that gave you that, that gave us that. It, 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 are you starting to get it now, or are you still stuck on the R&D stuff? The conservative, liberal, the right, and the left. Are you still stuck on that, or are you seeing that they're on the same team? And it ain't our team. They're against us. Do you see that? Oh, how governments love to oppress their people. Do you guys remember the story of Pharaoh and the children of Israel that come down Joseph gets into the land, brings his father down there. He's been, uh, he's been raised up by the Pharaoh. And then he brings his family down. They all come down. They grow and they prosper and they have lots of children. And then a Pharaoh who didn't know Joseph comes in and he tells the people, these guys might take us over. That, that We need to enslave them before they become too. They were not even a threat to them. They were just living their lives. Isn't that exactly what America has done to other countries now? That's what they're... That's what, you know, that's what we're engaged in right now. While they suppress our liberties. They want to enslave us. This is where the World Economic Forum and all this UN stuff and everything else is coming in. It's coming in through traitors in our own country. And if we don't deal with the traitors in the midst, because we can't survive that, as one wise man said before, we can survive the fools, we can't survive the traitors. If we don't deal with them, we're going to go into slavery just like Israel did. What about Gideon? Oh, I, I love Gideon. Judges 8 tells us that the people they want another man, right? Gideon, you rule over us. And what does Gideon say? I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Friends, that's the answer right there. Stop wanting a man to rule over you and submit yourself to the Lord. Turn from your lawlessness, your sin, and submit to the Lord. Let Him rule over you. Let Him be your guide. Let Him be your father. Let Him be your judge. But this nonsense of looking for kings and more laws and pretended laws and all to protect you only enslave you more. Jesus came to set us free. Bradley be with you at 3. We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. bright and early. Adios.